back to The One Where I Met Your Mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I am Natalie. Have you met Natalie? <laughs> how are you, Natalie? Um, better than you. <coughs> yeah, I wish if we were a real professional setup, I would have like a cough button. Yeah. Totally. But I am getting over a cold. Not COVID, tested negative three times. I yeah. was so convinced I had COVID. Yeah. But I kept testing negative, so it's not COVID, but I'm getting over it. And whenever I have a cold... The sounds, cough lingers. Yeah, it sounds awful. Because shamefully at the age of 40 in the year 2022, I still smoke cigarettes, yeah. which is ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's, it's so hurt. stupid. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so that's why I still, that's why I always have a cough when I have a cold, I think. And knock on wood, I have not gotten it yet. So we'll see. I know. Yeah, it's been days. <laughs> I just, oh, I just clocked our dog in the head with my water bottle. Did not mean to do that. That's what you get for being underfoot, darling. You meant to do it. Um, so yeah, I've been uh, bedridden for the past couple of days. We're recording a little later in the week than usual because of that. Because yesterday I couldn't even walk downstairs without getting winded. Yeah, and as as we we're recording, it's a it's a very rainy day in Los Angeles. Good and day to be homesick. Good day to be homesick. Los Angelinos kind of flip out when <laughs> there's weather. I know. Which, you know, I feel privileged to be able to work from home and not have to yeah. go anywhere today. Yeah, especially on well, we, election day. Right. Well, we voted... A week ago, yeah. Yeah, a week ago. Um, a little less. Yeah, but about last week we voted. But yeah. yeah, I hope that it didn't discourage anyone from voting. And yeah. And I hope... Um, but for all we know, I mean, we're recording this. I guess it'll post tonight, so yeah. when this goes up, we still won't know, but... It's gonna God, be... what if Rick Caruso is our next mayor? No, 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 no. You don't think so? I don't think so. I hope not. But yeah, I mean, famous last words. I you've, don't... you've seen all the celebrity endorsements? Yeah. I feel like a lot of... Rick Caruso has allowed a lot of rich Angelinos to kind of like tell on themselves. Like, yeah. they know it's not chic to vote Republican, but they've always secretly wanted to. Yeah. And now that there's a Republican who's just calling himself a Democrat. Just pretending. Yeah. yeah. That, that gives them the excuse to finally vote Republican like they've always wanted to. Yeah. That's well, how you see all these celebrities like Chris Pratt and Katy Perry and even like Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. I hope like, everyone just like turns their back on Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I hope Rick Caruso is not the mayor. He could be. It would be a sad day. But, but yeah, um, very important measures are on ballots across the country. Yeah. Um, reproductive rights. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're just all uh, hoping for the best. Yeah. And because it's Los Angeles, every two years we get to vote about dialysis centers. Yeah. You notice that's always on the ballot? There's always yeah. this thing about... Um, yeah. And I'm always like, yes. <laughs> I voted yes on the yeah. dialysis thing because it's... The the ads are... The like anti-ads are always like, this this bill will shut down dialysis clinics but it sounds like my end my take on it is it will like it'll yeah it'll shut down the ones that are not being run safely right the bill just makes it so that you have to have like a medical professional of a certain level Approved. on the premises yeah. Yeah. while people are getting dialysis as yeah. opposed to just being like a a drop-in you know yeah that makes sense um, so to me it seems like it makes dialysis cl clinics safer yeah and the online gaming ones have been like so confusing. Just and voted no on both. No on both yeah. is what we did. But I mean, we'll peek behind the curtain there. But hopefully, yeah. everything will turn out okay. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, Rick Cruz is not the mayor. That's all I really care about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least in Los Angeles, nationwide, there's other things I care about. 
But um, right now, what I care about is talking about Friends and How I Met Your Mother, Season 4, Episode 2. Uh, Friends, Season 4, Episode 2 is called The One with the Cat. Mm-hmm. How I Met Your Mother, Season 4, Episode 2 is called The Best Burger in New York. Yep. Let's, let's put a pin in The Best Burger in New York. Let's put one of those little, like wooden things you put to the top of a burger to With keep it little, together. F- little flag Little flag. It? Let's put one of those. Okay. Little flag says the more I met your mother has a little little uh, logo okay. like on artwork on it. Put that to the side. Okay. And let's start by talking about Friends season four, episode two, the one with the cat. Okay. So we start, we don't start at the perk. We start in Chandler and Joey's. water accessible. I have water accessible. Remember it was when I hit Darla in the head with it? Oh, right. right here? Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, we start at Chandler and Joey's apartment. Chandler... Exits his uh, his bedroom and immediately rips his jacket on the entertainment center that jo- that Joey built last season. Yeah, I think that's too big. Too big. It covers partial <clears throat> uh, doorways into yeah. the bedrooms. Yeah, and Chandler's like, "That is it." That's not what he says. Yeah. He says, "Well, that ripped or something like that." Yeah, well, that happened. Chin- yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, he's like, "We got to get rid of it," and then we find out. <laughs> Um, Joey's like, well, you got to tell them they have to move out. And he opens the cabinet and like the chick and the duck have their little like. They have like a disco ball and like a couch, like a little living room. But it's sad that they get shut in there. Yeah. Well, it's like a, well, no, it's, it's, it is sad. Yeah. Uh, But Chandler says we're just going to move the chick and the duck to another cabinet in the house. Yeah. Um, uh, meanwhile, across the hall, Monica's over the moon because she ran into high school hunk Chip Matthews. Yeah. And he gave her his number, yeah. which is a 555 number. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I guess this was, I feel, I've, we've probably talked about this in the show before. It, in 2022, like, I feel like the 555 thing is too well known that yeah. shows don't do it anymore. Did you notice you and I were watching the most or second most recent, I think episode of Abbott elementary mm-hmm. in which one of the kids moms leaves Gregory, her phone mm-hmm. number and a basket of candy. Yeah. Did you notice when he or Quinn Brunson is holding the post-it note, they have their finger over the first three numbers. Oh, that's one way to do it. Because I think like, I, I feel like ever since speaking of little kids and phone numbers, there's a great episode of news radio where a, uh, a elementary school field trip comes to visit the radio station, mm-hmm. you know, and Jimmy James, you know, um, the, uh, 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 oh, why am I drawing a blank on the actor's name? You know what I'm talking about, right? He's in everything. Um, oh my gosh. No, I don't know who you're talking about. Oh my gosh. Listeners are screaming it at me, but this is my sick brain network. Stephen Root. Stephen Root. You know Stephen Root. Yes. Um, he's like the boss and he's hitting on the teacher. Uh, and at the end of the episode, he's like, well, it paid off. I got that teacher's number. And he pulls out the little thing. And he's like, it's five, five, five. Oh, well, that's one of those fake TV numbers. <laughs> uh, so I feel like that yeah. kind of like. Everyone knows. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, Chip left Monica a five, five, five number. Um, then she, um, leaves him a message, I think, or something like that. Um, hmm. Um, do you remember um, in the prom video, the one with the prom video? Is that Chip? That is Chip. I mean, Chip is mentioned, so I, I guess that's verisimilitude. Right. Is that? Uh, con- consistency. Consistency. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's the, continuity? Yeah. Continuity. Um, 
Yeah, that's a good point. Thank see, you for pointing that you out. You see half of Chip like yeah. walk walk out when Ross walks down the stairs in the tux. Oh yeah. You see Chip like they're leaving. They're leaving. Chip, yeah. yeah. Um, but we find out that night that Chip like went off and had sex with someone else that night, right? That night, yeah. Yeah. He, he turned up to be an asshole. Um, but Monica's like because she was unpopular in high school, um, because of her weight. Yeah. We have to deal with yeah. that later. Yeah. Um, she's like. The high schooler in her is, like, ecstatic that Chip mm-hmm. wants to go out with her. Mm-hmm. She leaves him a message, I think, and then we watched these a couple of days ago, so I've forgotten. She goes into her bedroom, and then Rachel comes home and sees, like, Chip's number, and she's yeah. like, oh, Chip called, and Ross she's, is there. Yeah, she's trying to make Ross jealous. Yeah, so Ross is like... But Ross already knows. Right, uh, Ross was there when yeah, Monica when, came home. Thank you for pointing that out. I'm sick. I can't think right. Yeah. Um, Ross is just excuse. sipping a can of Coke. Yeah. And he's like, go ahead, call her, because he knows she's about to embarrass herself. And now, she was it Coca-Cola? Totally does. I don't know. It was definitely yeah. reminiscent, I evocative of a Coke fingers can. fingers were covering. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Rachel embarrasses herself. Then we finally get to the perk where Phoebe is singing an angry, angry song, I guess, about her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, then a cat shows up and climbs in her... Um, uh, guitar, guitar case, case and she becomes convinced Phoebe style that the cat is her not her biological mom Terry Gar but her the Lily mom who raised her and, Lily. and, and committed suicide Lily yeah. is in this cat Lily. and has come back to Lily Buffet yeah and has come back to I don't know make amends or to reconcile with her daughter and so there's a question yes please so I think her father is Frank Buffet right so did she did her parents get married early? What do you mean? Because Phoebe's last name is Buffet. Yeah. So she would take her mother's and father's name? No, they got married, right? Well, we don't know. I thought her mom and dad were married. Okay. And that's why she's a little Buffet. I don't know what her maiden name is. Okay. But Maybe I thought that they were, like, young and they had a, a uh, like, a threesome type relationship. Yeah, yeah. So did they all three get married or just Lily and I thought just Frank, Frank and Lily got married and then Frank like walked out on them. And then Phoebe was also in their relationship? Maybe early on. Okay. But okay. maybe once Lily got pregnant. No, then they Phoebe went. got pregnant. Yeah. I can't remember because why, the story why would made Phoebe it sound have left. like they were also like young and like yeah. I didn't think they got married and then right so. but i guess i'm basing all of this on the fact that later in the episode ross calls the cat mrs buffet that's what he that's, could just be wrong yes that's true yeah that's true also um Keep we're talking. over we're overthinking <clears throat> it but that's what we're supposed to do right yeah that's the point of this uh podcast and so she's like um uh, she's convinced the cat is her uh, is her mom, and then Ross, proving that he is the biggest fucking dork in the world and the oldest man ever, is like, "Are you sure you haven't gotten into your grandma's glaucoma medicine?" Yeah, <laughs> that is the that dorkiest. Is like such a, yeah, like that's a narc thing to say. Like even in the nineties, right? Yeah. What a lameo. Um, we also find out the cat is a boy, which I'm not sure that means that. Like, the spirit of Lily could have entered a boy cat, right? Right. But it's yeah. still, they mentioned the cat right. being a boy, or Joey says something about the boy, ha- the cat having testicles or something like that. Yeah. Um, Rachel if, finds out about the whole chip 
thing. Well, I guess she already found out, but she confronts Monica about the whole chip thing. Um, well, she makes a fool out of herself in front of Ross. Right, but then later, now we chip. get back and, and yeah. she could talk to Monica about how are you going out with Chip? He like broke my heart. He did this. How could yeah. you? Um, and um, I don't know what to say about this other than like, don't hold on to stuff from high school, right? Right. But well, that seems very like Rachel, I guess. Right. But we learned that Chip is also holding on from, well, yeah. for we'll, everything. We'll definitely get to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we get uh, a little transition shot of the World Trade Center. It's the next morning, and everyone's having breakfast at Monica and Rachel's, which is just a thing they do. Big plate of bagels, but Ross, yep. being being health conscious, is eating a grapefruit. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely the period when my mom would have had grapefruits for breakfast. I remember, oh, yes. I remember that. Yes, yeah. because I grew up with an eating disorder. <laughs> As no. well, I also... I think mom's just healthy. I don't think she has an eating disorder. Well, I like, as a child, you're not supposed to have a grapefruit. No, I didn't. With, um, I, I will be... Cookie Crisp or something. Yeah, or Captain Crunch, like um, Chandler's eating. Oh, is that what he's eating? Yeah. I never liked Captain um, Crunch. No, this is, like, how disordered my eating was. As a child, my mom would make me a grapefruit with sweet and low, like, poured on right. it. Like, that was my breakfast before school. Yeah. I wanted it. But did I want it because of this toxic diet culture that I was born into? Yeah. No one wants that for breakfast. No. Um, I love grapefruit. Give me all the grapefruit, but then, like, give me something else with it or pour it in some vodka. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you got to have as one of those, you know, like, remember the commercials for, like, like tricks or whatever it would be like tricks is part of a balanced, balanced breakfast and yeah. it would be like a bowl of tricks and a grapefruit and, and like eggs. eggs and bacon yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's just like enriched flour and sugar <laughs> enriched flour and sugar in a bowl yeah um and i um i have failed at my job as recapper because i don't remember the point of the scene all i was focused on was the bagel breakfast i don't remember what happens in this scene um, um oh, at all well i think um uh, well, okay. Phoebe, Phoebe still has the cat. Phoebe still has the cat, and she's like describing all of the re- like Ross is a skeptic, right? Oh, right. right so right, right. she's defending like all the reasons, all the coincidences, and reasons why this is her mother. And Rachel's like, "Well, I believe her just because she wants to like antagonize Ross." Yeah. 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 And is this when they all convince Ross to go and apologize to? No, that's at the that's at the very okay. end of the episode. Okay. So now we cut across the. The, the hall and Joey and Chandler are trying to get rid of the entertainment center, entertainment center which Chandler has or Joey has put in the paper for $5,000. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, there's another couple we get like uh, kind of like um, when Elaine finds the like Bizarro Jerry, there's like Bizarro Ch- uh, Chandler and Joey who are like trying to they're trying to offload a canoe that one of them built. Yeah. So they're like proposing a trade canoe yeah. for entertainment center. Yeah. That, that's kind of cute. Um, back at the perk, we find a fly. Uh, uh, there's a flyer. Turns out Phoebe's mom is some little girl's pet. And there's posters up all over the neighborhood offering a $200 reward for Phoebe's mom. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> Ross is saying, like, he's, like, right, but of course he's Ross, so he's, like, a dick about it. But he's yeah, right he's about, the like... the voice of reason. Like, we like, have to tell her. It's Yeah, it's nice to indulge Phoebe 
he when there's it, no victim, but we have to like, yeah. this but is he, someone's cat. He does it in a mean way. Like yeah, he's a dick. heartbroken child girl versus crazy friend. Like yeah. he's so dismissive of her. And clearly Phoebe has some, you know, issues around grief and acceptance of loss, you know? So yeah. like, he's just very dismissive yeah. of that. So then there's, um, but then Ross leaves or, or whatever. And then there's a fun little bit where, uh, Joey's like, okay, I'll tell Phoebe. But then he like, gives up and goes away and then Monica is like an alto and then Rachel and Chandler both yeah, like they try all, to, they one by one, they like try to confront her and then they're like, uh, I need to go over they here. Don't have or the to do it. Yeah. Um, uh, so then, um, Monica goes out on her date with chip. Um, Joey gets robbed. <laughs> um, yeah, he like a callback to the beginning of the, the first time, when Joey first built the entertainment center, he talks about when Chandler locked him in there and the guy in the apartment was like, I don't believe you could get in there. And then again, locks him in with a hockey stick yeah. and robs the place. One of the first things he takes is Chandler's prized laptop. Yeah. Chandler big, loves that laptop. Big brick of a laptop. Yeah. Uh, so he gets robbed. But the, he, yeah, they take everything. Um, so uh, Chip and Monica have a little kiss. She's over the moon. Uh, we find out the Chip's... There's a funny bit here. I don't know if it's in your funniest moments where Chip's like friends with almost everyone from high school. You what? know, Monica's like, do you still talk to him from high school? And he names like He's, literally like 15 yeah. people. And then yeah. and she's like, oh, is that it? He's like, well, you know, you lose touch. Yeah. Uh, that's a funny bit. And I think they go to like a restaurant that they went to in high school. Okay. Yeah. That sounds right. Um, so, uh, but that's just a taste of what we're about to get with Monica and Chip. But first Chandler comes home and finds out he's been robbed and he's like very pissed off at Joey. Um, but then we, yeah, we're at dinner with Monica and Chip and we realize that he has not grown up at all. Yeah. Like he still lives with his parents. He still works at the movie theater, worked at, like, he's just like one of those peaked in high school guys yeah. who was trying to like keep it going. Yeah. And now he's like in his late twenties and still trying to, to, to be that. Um, I don't, I was going to say, I feel like I don't know anyone like that, but I think it's because I moved away, you know? Right. We opted out of that or else. Right. We would... But you due to circumstances had to move back to your hometown for a, for a time. Yeah. Was that like... It was rough, yeah. But did, would you run into people like yes. Chip? Yes. Every time I went to Target, I ran the risk of running into right. three people I went to high school with. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's pretty awkward. And like, just from like social media, I know, you know, many people haven't left, you know, and they still do the same things. They still go to the one or two bars that are in my hometown. Yeah. It's... Pretty pathetic, I think. Yeah. I don't even know what's going on in my hometown because not only do I not live there, like my family doesn't live. I mean, I still have family in St. Louis, but like the part of St. Louis County where I grew up, no one in my family lives there anymore. Right. So even if I go back to St. Louis, I'm not going back to my old neighborhood at all. Right. So I have no connection whatsoever. Right. Um, and unless you make me go to your, I guess the next one would be the... 20-year high school reunion? Oh, well, we... Okay, yeah. You came to my 10-year high school reunion. It was a disaster. We don't need to go into it. My 20-year high school reunion would have been 2020. Right. Obviously, that didn't happen right. because so of COVID. Right, so we're going to get a... No. I don't, you don't remember this? This happened just earlier this year. 
Did we talk about it on this podcast? Maybe. <laughs> they sent the committee, whoever the fuck does that, yeah. sent out a 22 high school reunion invite, like on Facebook and through emails and yeah. had like a date and everything. And then like a month later, they sent an email like, we're going to have to cancel. No one seems interested. No one wants to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, my, yeah, obviously my, my 20 year was canceled and like I'm, there's like a Facebook group that talks about it, but yeah, I never got to go to any reunion. I didn't get to drag you to any of my reunions. No, you went to a reunion for your semester abroad that I didn't go to for some reason. Yeah, was that, that a was town? Yeah, just or? like a, like a, hey, like it was, yeah. there's 30 of us and maybe 15 yeah. showed up at this bar in thousand. It was very like low key, yeah. like easy. Um, I don't know. Maybe 20 people showed up. I'm hoping to have a 20 year. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I would like to. I don't know. Having gone to my 10 year and it being a disaster, as you know, you were there. No, my 20 year London. Oh yeah. Yeah. Trip yeah. Reunion. London semester abroad. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so clearly Chip's not a grown up. My little like snarky thing I uh, commented on is, isn't that Monica's type? Because didn't she like in season one or two sleep with like a 18 year old or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Monica got the, uh, so she comes back to, <coughs> excuse me, they're all, the whole episode ends up in Joey and Chandler's empty apartment. Empty minus the, the uh, entertainment center. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monica comes back. She tells Rachel that. Um, Chip Matthew sucks, but she at least got to break up with him or dump him or whatever. I don't know if that's, I don't know if you describe that when you're one date, but anyway, um, uh, Ross finally, um, tells Phoebe about the flyer and the missing cat and everything, but does it in a dickish way. And Phoebe is like mad. So they all make Ross apologize to the cat. So Mm -hmm. he apologizes to Mrs. Buffet. Mm -hmm. Um, and then at the end, we just get a silent uh, tag of Joey and Chandler sitting in a canoe in their empty apartment. Yeah. Um, which, of course, reminded me of one of my all-time favorite uh, Kids in the Hall sketches. Do you remember the, like... Yeah. <laughs> They're, like... In the office. So it's, like, old, like, Quebecois fur trappers. Yeah. But, like, through the streets of Montreal or yeah. Montreal or whatever, and they're trapping... Business people and then yes. selling their suits. Yes. Okay. I didn't re- remember the premise of that. I just remember so them great. in the canoe. canoeing like down the street or mm-hmm. down the hallway in an office building. What a great sketch. All right. Um, that's the episode. Do you have any other stray observations or should we move on to funniest moments? Let's move on to funniest. I have quite a few. Oh, good. Because I only have one. So I'll go first and then you can just run with it. Uh, the funniest moment was, and now I can't even remember what they're talking about in terms of money or whatever mm-hmm. and Chandler's or Joey says to Chandler and you call yourself an accountant and Chandler's like no, no I, I don't, don't. And we, like Joey thinks Chandler's an accountant yeah I thought that was funny yeah what else do you have um well I had um when they got everything stolen Ross was like well um what did what did the insurance company say and I think Chandler or Joey said Stop calling us. You don't have insurance with us. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was funny. Um, when Phoebe's explaining why this cat is her mother, um, she, like she was trying to like put together all of these like coincidences of like why, and she's like the lining of the guitar case is orange. My mom's favorite fish was an orange ruffie, which yeah. is just like a funny thing. Cats like fish. Cats like fish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but it's funny to know your mom's favorite type of fish. Yeah. 
Well, I know your mom's favorite type of fish. It's unagi. Oh, isn't that eel? Uh, yeah, I guess eel. Yeah, is a but fish. The, when, okay. whenever we go to sushi together, that's the thing. You and my your mom and I bonded over from the beginning was we both love unagi. Yeah, and we would both like order unagi and like if she couldn't finish her, she'd be like, "Have mine." It's always yeah. fun going to sushi with your mom because we both love unagi. Yeah. Um, okay, so should I continue? Yeah, please. Okay, so in the scene where everything is stolen from the boys' apartment, um, Joey's like <laughs> looking through a deck of cards, and he's like, "Oh, I even took the five of spades." Oh, never mind. He found it. Um, also, um, at the end of that scene, um, they're all sad because everything. <coughs> Everything is stolen in the living room, including their chairs. And uh, Ross says, well, I got an extra futon. And Joey says, dude, you don't have to brag. We have nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then finally, um, I thought it was funny when Monica referred to a kiss from Chip as a lipper from Chipper. Yes. Yeah, that was funny. Um. Also, props to the props department. We get some Cap'n Crunch. Um, we get the bagel spread. Folks <clears throat> yeah. love their um, bagel breakfast. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. What were your favorite breakfast cereals as a kid? Or did were you, you were just we've, eating grapefruit? We've definitely talked about this. My oh, okay. my parents never let us get like fun cereals. So when I went right, to we sleepovers this, yep. at other people's houses, I like ate a full box of Cap'n Crunch or um, Lucky Charms. You're mentioning all the ones I didn't like. Well, so we got um, Raisin Bran, Kicks. Kicks is great. Life was a Life big one. Life is great, one. yeah. Um, we got um, Honey Bunches of Oats, which like I think is a sweet cereal. Yeah, yeah. But I think it was like quote unquote healthier. I love that stuff, yeah. Just because it wasn't marketed towards kids, but yeah. adults love to eat bowls of sugar. Yeah, too. I love the fake healthy stuff. Like when yeah. I was, like now I think. Honey Nut Cheerios, that's just like. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know if it's being older or being an Angelino, but I feel like I'm much more aware of. That was one thing I think I noticed when I moved to California, especially Southern California, is how much people here think and talk about food in terms of health and what they're putting in their bodies. Mm-hmm. Or at least people in like the industry or at our like bougie gentrifier level of, of friendship, you know? Um, cause it's not like a common topic of conversation and where I'm from. Cause I remember like having a job with uh, like someone who's from here was like, Oh, what do you think of California? What do you think of Los Angeles? And I mentioned that and he was like, really? Like, it's just normal. I think to Angelinos to think about, it's just an Angelino SoCal thing to think about, food and health and stuff yeah. a lot more than a lot of other parts of the country do. Yeah. But I definitely like have learned a lot from that because in my twenties, I would be like, Oh, I'll be healthy today. I'll get a salad. Right. But I would get like covered in cheese and a salad that was, yeah. And croutons. That was like, um, I would go when I worked in Burbank, we would sometimes go to black Angus for lunch with, when we go out for lunch uh-huh. and I would get a salad. I was, I would think I was being healthy getting a salad, but it was, the salad, in retrospect, was essentially like a deconstructed Philly cheesesteak. Right. <laughs> like it literally had like a yeah. wedge of like bread sticking in it and, and, and shaved steak and cheese and yeah. Can I tell you why I know you're not from here also? Like I'm shocked 
and maybe you'll be mad at me, but you drink like full fat milk, like vitamin D milk, which like. No, I don't. I put it on my cereal. I don't drink it. I did when you I was a put kid. Put it on your cereal, but to me. But I don't drink milk like I did when I was a kid. I don't like pour a okay. glass of milk. Okay, but just using vitamin D milk in your cereal <clears throat> to me is just kind of like shocking because even the use of like a non non-dairy milk you know like just the use of regular like full lactose milk is right. like shocking already because you use i've used oat milk and soy and almond, almond soy, soy. Yeah. yeah like so it's shocking to me that not only do you use milk but like the most extreme version of that that says to me you're not from you but so, also i think that's because i think i did go through a period where i was Doing the the lower fat milk. And I think, first off, I want to say to the listeners, I want to clarify, when I say cereal, I very rarely eat cereal. cereal. I eat muesli. Or Cheerios. No, I'm saying that's like the exception. When I like, uh, when I'm cheating or whatever, I eat Cheerios. But mostly I'm much healthier now. I eat muesli. But I think. But muesli is not healthier. The Trader Joe's muesli has no sweetener in it at all. You know what I mean? It's not like the boxed muesli you get from Ralph's or whatever that is essentially like fucking Frosted Flakes or whatever. Okay. The Trader Joe's muesli is actually like, um, it is healthier. Okay. Um, but I've I've come to this decision over recent in recent years of like not trying to. Do you remember the uh, there's a in this first season of The Good Place? We're not going to keep this a short episode, oh are gosh. we? Uh, first season of The Good Place. There's an episode where Michael, played by T- Ted Danson, says. He loves frozen yogurt because there's something very human about taking something good and then making it a little bit worse so that you can have more of it. Yeah. And I realized that I would rather, like, uh, I would rather, like, if I'm making a pasta dish with, like, a creamy sauce, I would rather use full-fat sour cream and have smaller portions than try to use low-fat sour cream. You know what I mean? So I've, like, that whole milk thing is kind of, like, a somewhat recent turn for me to be, like embracing like the ingredient in its purest form but just not overdoing it i understand that but it's just so like i don't want that makes sense if something that's like decadent that you want to eat the idea of like a heavy i can't i can't even but i have an answer as far as my favorite cereal and it's uh cinnamon toast crunch and it's because when you're done with it you get horchata yeah, you essentially have horchata. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I yeah, I uh, I love horchata. Speaking of things that I've, when I lived in Chicago, and I ate a lot of tacos in Chicago. There's a huge Mexican population in Chicago. There are taco taquerias all over the place, but I could never commit to horchata. I was like rice milk. It looks gross, and it wasn't until I moved to Los Angeles that I it's delicious. embraced horchata. It's so good, but it's also not very good for you. Um, yeah. So I don't drink it as much as I used to. But I was like, when I first went to Los Angeles, I went through a period where I was like riding my bike to a taco truck for dinner every night and getting like four tacos and a little like horchata and that would be my dinner for the yeah. night every night. Yeah. All right. Um, do you have any little funniest moments? Uh, no, that's it. Should we move on to friends but make it fashion? Yeah. I um, wanted to mention uh, Chandler at the coffee shop. Uh, I'm not sure I like this look the on him. The white vest? White vest. Yeah. And then also, so contrast-wise, he was very, like, he's wearing, like, light beige pants. I pulled up the picture here. He's wearing, like, these light, like, 
chinos or, or khakis or whatever, a white vest, and then a white and light blue checked shirt. Mm, I, it's, I don't like the... Like, I like all of these items on their own, but the color combo is not great. I disagree. That's part of the shirt. The shirt is made to look like a partial vest. Look at oh, it again. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I like it even less now. Okay. Um, real quick, listeners, call to action. Let us know your favorite cereal and why. Yeah, and what kind of milk do you put on your healthy cereal? Yeah. Or your, unhealthy. Or, or unhealthy. I mean, there's no healthy, you know, cereal, cereal. Okay. Um, fashion, I have... So I like when when the gang is cash, and there was um, several scenes where Rachel was wearing, like, like, a brown tank top and jeans. Okay. And she looks hot as hell. Okay. Um, I guess I've, I'm only pointing out stuff I didn't like in this episode. It wasn't anything I really liked. Um, same scene since I've still got the, the, the picture pulled up. Uh, Ross's shirt is so of the era. His, mm. his like, yeah, like Pac Sun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or like Abercrombie or something like that. It's like, I don't, I don't know if it's a sweater. It's a long sleeves t-shirt, but either way, it's like all Heather gray, but then it has one yellow and black stripe right across. That's the only Horizontal, thing on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's so, it just brings me back to high school. Yeah. Or hang 10. Wasn't that a brand? Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, all right. Should we move on then? Or do you have any more make it fashion? Uh, let's move on. Let's move on to what's under the umbrella. (laughs) Um, go ahead. Okay. Uh, bagel breakfast. We talked about, we get a Rachel or we get a Monica. I know she was talking about Chip. About Chip. Okay. Um, and of course, yeah, there's the whole fat phobia. Monica was heavy in high school thing. Right. There's a whole joke about how big her band uniform was yes. that the like home ec that class like had to make project. it as a project. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I thought we were making a flag or something like that. Yeah. Um, terrible. Terrible. She said that, you know, she, I, I thought this was really sad, but she like didn't eat for like a whole season, hmm. you know? So like. Definitely, like, eating disorder restriction. Yeah. Um, also, not knowing what Chandler does for a living. Yeah, that's funny. Yes. That's a big funny one. Also, of course, animal actors, which we love the animals. We don't like them as actors. Yeah. The cat was cute, though. So the cat was named Julio. Not, that's right. Not Lily. Um, and if we were still watching Mystery Diners, we would have some similarities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'll get we'll, we'll get, get to there. we'll get to that when we get to catching up our correspondence. Actually, we'll talk about mystery diners. Ooh. Um, Anything else under the umbrella? No. Should we take a quick break? Yeah. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only fourteen ninety-five at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Okay, we're back. And we're ready to talk about How I Met Your Mother Season 4, Episode 2. The best burger in New York. Okay, so this uh, this is going to be tough for me because it went all over the place as far as yeah. this recap. But this is what so the 
a lot of this show, How I Met Your Mother, I only watched when it initially aired. You know, there are mm-hmm. only a few episodes that I've seen multiple times. Yeah. So sometimes I don't know that I'm, I know the episodes as well as you know the Friends episodes because mm-hmm. they've been in reruns for so long. But sometimes an episode comes up where by the title I'm like, I liked this one. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was excited to get to this episode. I hope it lived up to my expectations of it. Okay. Um, so Ted is introing the episode of like showing the base, like basically the gentrification of their, um, is it upper? You know, I don't know. I think they're supposed to be, where are they supposed to be? The village? Maybe the village. I don't know where they're supposed to be. That's a good point. But they're definitely, they're definitely in Manhattan and Robin lives in Brooklyn. They've established that before. Right. So he was basically saying like, um, when we moved here, it was like dingy and terrifying New York, you know, which also is kind of like fraught. And there's like a subtext of racism and, you know, Mm -hmm. like, um, but yeah, um, he's talking about how everything is now different, gentrification, um, you know, now there's like these big national chains that take over their, you know, little bodegas and mom and pop shops, which is, you know, true of any city. Um, yeah. And, and then, they're like, people like Ted Marshall are like part of the reason that happens. They're the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Upwardly mobile, like white people moving into these neighborhoods is, and I mean, I say that knowing that you and I are this exact problem, uh, you know? You and I are also gentrifiers, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, we live in a city where it's kind of unavoidable. Well, yeah. For us to be gentrifiers. Well, because housing prices are so, like, we can only afford... We bought a house, yeah. which is... A townhouse. Yeah, not something most people can... A lot of people right. can do, but we're able to do it. But we're only able to do it because housing prices are what they are right. in a less developed neighborhood. Right. So it is like, it's a, not something we're actively doing, but just by the fact of us being who we are, we are gentrifiers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we try to do that as like responsibly as we possibly can by, you know, supporting our community and, you know, being active in our community, putting our money towards local, local businesses, local businesses. Um, But yeah, this is like an argument that it gentrifier would make yeah we are exactly (laughs) we are yeah we are we are the problem i'm not minimizing that Um, what was i supposed to do was i supposed to stay in st louis my whole life no was i supposed to stay in simi valley my whole life no i couldn't do it um okay so then we're at mclaren's and we're talking about i don't know how it comes up but marshall brings up 929 or september 29th the night of the burger so it comes up because um, uh, Robin like gets off work she's starving and now I've forgotten the name of the waitress she's always the same waitress Laura oh, or whatever yeah, yeah, she's yeah. like hey we have a new chef we have a new, okay. the burger's great yes. Robin's and like then let's get the burger Marshall yeah. brings it up um, like he like they start to eat it and he flashes back to eight years ago um, his first night in New York and he was afraid to go out of his apartment because it was so Scary and gritty and dangerous out there in the That's city streets. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he does go out and, yeah, it's all ben very. Shapiro over here. Yeah. It's all be- very, like, xenophobic and, like, 
Well, yeah. Well, Speaking talk- of xenophobia, mm-hmm. even before that, when they're trying to decide where to eat, oh, when yes. Robin just wants to eat there, uh, Barney, like... It's all Chinese food. Like, Indi- yeah. Indian food, Japanese food, like, everything is just... Barney's like, I, I, t- I said I don't like Chinese. He basically just doesn't like weird meats and rice as a side dish, is what he says. Yeah. So, like, everything they mention, like, Indian or Mexican, he's like, I said I don't like Chinese. But then you'd, like... I feel like this is such a departure because, like, he, I think he thinks of himself as, like, this, like, very, like, cosmopolitan, like, cultured, you know, he speaks many languages and he has, like, business partners in other countries and he flies, you know, like, this is not the kind of, like, meat and potatoes kind of, you know. Yeah. I don't know. He'd eat Indian if it was to get a woman into bed with him. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Um. So, anyway, so the night of the burger was eight years ago when he's exploring and he sees this, like, neon sign in an alley that says burgers and he goes mm-hmm. and eats it and it's the best thing he's ever eaten. And then he um, gets home and tells Ted about it and they try to go again. Yeah. And can't find it. Can't find it. So he's never been able to find it. Um, then also... Um, I don't know how this comes. I'm so bad at this, but especially when it's been two days since we watched yeah, it. Yeah, we watched it yeah. two days ago. Barney is um, a corporate shill for Goliath National Bank, so I guess they, he took on Goliath as a new. Um, his company took like a like a company takeover, like a brutal yeah. corporate takeover of yeah. Goliath National Bank. So in every scene, he's doing like the um, Goliath National Bank SCRI, like he yeah. does like the whole. Like bank yeah. spiel, talking it up, and everyone is kind of annoyed by him. Um, oh, also, okay, at this at this burger place, one of the best parts of this episode is like he noted he sits there and eats this big, like comically large burger, uh-huh. and he's looking at the like celebrity signature um, headshots on the wall, and one is Regis, yeah, um, which is really funny. Um, uh, when he's describing, oh, it's a place and there's, you know, a signed headshot of Regis. And is it Barney who says, like, oh, I know Regis. He works out at my gym. Yeah. So they go to the gym and Regis is hilarious. So great. He, like, totally well, makes the episode. First, I wanted to say, and it could be that I'm, because like you said, this episode's so all over the place. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm out of order and you're not. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole montage of Marshall and Lily trying to find the burger again. We see them go to all these different places. Yes. And it's a running joke that there's a signed picture of Regis and at like every around. burger place in New York. Yeah. 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 So they go to multiple places. They go to the Corner Bistro. <clears throat> they go to um, Paul's Place, 21, Veggie Heaven. And all these burgers look exactly the same. And not appetizing. And not appetizing. Like yeah. giant. Like and dry. They look gigantic. very dry burgers i'm grossed out every time i see someone eat i i mean i've talked about it before i don't eat burgers so the only place i would go to is veggie heaven yeah but marshall is such a dude that he wouldn't even like take a he's like not a chance like he wouldn't even try it dumb bro such a dumb bro love that guy though um (laughs) regis at the gym well i guess um does he describe the gym as a celebrity hotspot no, he does. He describes the the restaurant as a celebrity hotspot, okay. which is funny because like yeah, and I, I mean because Regis has eaten there once. It's a celebrity hotspot. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So yeah, they're all at McLaren's and he's thinking like it's all doomed and then someone overhears them talking about it and is like, oh, I know where this place is, green door, neon sign, it's 7th Street and yada yada. So they take a taxi and go and find it and everyone else besides Marshall is like eating it and having like, um, they refer to it as burgasms, which is gross. Um, Meanwhile, Robin can't, get herself a burger somehow like okay i was gonna ask you about this there's multiple levels go ahead i I was frustrated because at any point she could have like marshall had the burger that he wouldn't eat so she could have just said okay i'll eat it yeah and ate that burger like there are so many opportunities for her to actually eat yeah and she didn't like to be part of the i guess yeah to make it a funny joke but it was just frustrating but the running gag is that Everywhere they go, everyone but Robin gets served. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, don't wait for me, start eating. Which, um, you know me, even if someone says, don't wait for me, start eating, I'm not going to start eating until everyone has their food. That's just common courtesy. Come on, wait for your friends to get their food before you start eating. But then sometimes but it also, makes it awkward for the other people around you. That's fun, too. Or the um, person waiting. The person waiting is like, please don't. This is so weird. I had to send yeah. it back because it was the wrong thing. And I now I'm... It. No, it's it's the opposite of being it's inconsiderate. Um, no, I'm wielding my uh, etiquette as a weapon. Um, the right thing to do would be like to offer to share yours, like until the other okay. dish arrives. That's my next question. They're all ordering burgers at every place. Yeah, they know Robin's starving. Do you think Robin has some special order? No, because like, why couldn't anyone just say like, "Here, Robin, take mine. I'll take yours." Like, yeah, that's another thing. It wasn't like there was nothing me- like they all just ordered burgers, burger like, and fries at every burger place. And fries. Yeah. So there wasn't. It, it was just not handed to her, I guess, repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Marshall's like, "No, this isn't it." Um, and then he describes like biting into the burger, like a. A fugue of sweet sensation. Like, he goes on in, like, poetic description of, like, how good this burger is. And, like, you're taken back to this experience. I'm sure sure you like the close-ups of him chewing and, like, wiping the grease off his mouth. (laughs) Yeah, it's gross. Um, So, I mean, Lily explains to the gang that this isn't really about the burger. Marshall is struggling because he hasn't worked in a long time. He's been unemployed for a great deal of time so much that like since season three there are days that he doesn't even get off the couch and um he needs a job he's wearing underpants every day and then we go into the um idea of underpants radius (laughs) which is like something that i've gotten more comfortable with like through the pandemic is like what can i get away with leaving the house wearing because i'm like if you make me wear hard pants and a bra Uh during the day, I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. So like the soonest I can get home and take that off, like the happier I am. Yeah. I've said before, like like, when we get home, I like go to set down my stuff and I turn around and you're in your pajamas. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the underpants radius is like, the more depressed you get, the larger your radius yes. gets. Because Marshall was like going down to get the mail in his boxers. He or starts with like, yeah, going down to get the mail, and then they're like full on like date night, and he's wearing boxer shorts. <laughs> well, it's a it's a it's a callback to Veggie Heaven. He's at Veggie Heaven right. in boxer shorts. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would say uh, <clears throat> personally, I don't wear underpants 
out and about, but no. I definitely wear like soft clothes on walks with our dog or okay. I'll go to Target in like yoga pants, but I guess that's also like so LA. Yeah, socially like, acceptable. And yeah. All, yeah. But soft clothes always. What What is your underpants radius? Uh, I think it's like they said between the shower and the yeah in the bedroom or whatever. That's yeah. it. You yeah. put on like full like outfit and like shoes to like walk downstairs. Most days. I've been sick the past few days, so I've just been in like yeah. my like workout clothes, but not working out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, another call to action, listeners. Let us know your underpants radius. How Great far one. would you go? Great call to action. In underpants, I don't think boxer. I mean. For women, wearing boxer shorts is just like wearing shorts. So I don't see it as a problem. Because you're also wearing underwear. I'm also wearing underwear. Yeah. But it's all, like, who cares? No matter what. Like, even if I didn't wear underwear, who cares? Anyway. Okay. Um, So, um, yeah, Marshall is struggling. Um... And then we learn that Barney, he's being a good friend. Mm-hmm. His talking about Goliath National Bank is because Marshall actually got a job with Goliath. And even though he wanted to be an environmental lawyer, mm-hmm. he also needs a job. Um, and this is brought up because they go to the place that the Mystery Burger place was, and it's a, um ATM. Yeah, GNB ATM. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, let's see, Regis comes back and says, this is it. Yeah. They've been keep, they've been keeping Regis in the loop because he said, right, cause he, he like threatened Marshall. Like, yes. you got to tell me where, if you find this burger again. Yeah. So they're keeping him in the loop. So Regis says, this is it to the burger, but he's also like. He has anger issues and is always, like, smashing things. We'll get to that. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Um, We get Barney singing. What does he he sing? Is he singing about Goliath? Oh, yeah. He sings the Goliath theme song multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought this was a funny little, like, way for him to show his talents. Right, that he can sing. Yeah. 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 so yeah, they but they find the burger at the end. They find the burger at the end. Yeah, and we'll get to what Regis says. Uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, should we move on to well, funny? Or I have else? one other thing I wanted to point out. I don't okay. know. Maybe this could have been under the umbrella, but we often call call out transphobia on this show. Yes. There's a joke about when they get when they're telling the story about them trying to find the burger place back in whatever when they first moved there. Yes. Um, and getting lost and like they. The, it, it it took them however long and one helpful drag queen to get back. Mm-hmm. And Robin says, talking about the burger place, she says, where do you think it was? And Lily says, uh, tucked between her legs, which is like, okay, so they're making fun of this drag queen. Mm-hmm. But also, Lily does say her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good for Lily there, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay, should we move on to funniest moments? I have a few. Yeah, I also wanted to bring up now, we don't get a lot of anti-Semitism necessarily on this show, but I feel like when showing that Marshall is, like, so pathetic, he's, like, just watching this public access show, and it's an old Jewish right. lady in a bikini, and they they make that part of the joke, and, like, why would that be... I 
part of the I'm joke? I'm so glad you pointed that out because I meant call to action. If we have any New York listeners, is that some is sort that of a, reference? Yeah. To a New York, like, the, you know, the way that L.A. Public Access used to have Francine Dancer. Most people aren't going to know Francine Dancer references. Right. But is there is there something specific about New York Public Access that's referencing? I'm so glad you mentioned that. And because I want to know what that if was. If it's true, and maybe this lady is like, talks about being Jewish, yeah. or maybe her name, or maybe her look is, you know, maybe they're making assumptions based on her look or her name, yeah. which at any rate... It rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, it definitely hit my ear weird, but I would love to know if that's supposed to be some sort of New York reference right. that we don't get. Right. So call to action if you're a New Yorker. Yeah. Funniest moments? Yeah, go ahead. Um, <laughs> my, like, by far the funniest moment for many reasons is when Regis calls Ted Satchel Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and Ted, I mean... That's already funny to me because, like, we have inside jokes about handbags and satchels. Yes, yes. And also um, uh, Spike Lee's uh, child is named Satchel, which I like. Yep, that's a cute, a cute name. Yeah. But when um, when Regis calls him that, he's like, Satchel Mouth. Like, no one knows what it means. <laughs> yeah. But it's very funny. Um. I love all of mine are Regis. Mm-hmm. I have three. They're all Regis. Mm-hmm. The first one is I love that Regis is hosting Million Dollar Heads or Tails. It's yes. like a parody yes. Of, yes. 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 of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, but it's just guess heads or tails. Yeah. And he leaves the set when he finds out that they yeah. figured out the hamburger place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? Um, I have another Regis. Get out of my head, burger. <laughs> Okay, so my next Regis one, it's all going to be Regis, yeah. is when he goes to the first burger place and they have to call him and be like, it's not there, it's the other one. He gets so angry that he punches a huge dent in the newspaper box. Yeah. I like that Regis is like super strong. Yeah. He works out, he punches dents in newspaper boxes. Um, There's a, who knocks someone's head with a bat? <laughs> yeah, because it's like a joke that... Marshall's so scared of New York that he like answers the door holding a bat. Yes, 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 yes. But yes. then when he when he comes home all excited about the burger and the flashback, he wakes up Ted, who grabs the bat and hits him on the head. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then my final Regis one is just it's it's all in the delivery, so I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to make it as as funny. But at the final place, you meant you you hinted at it. He takes a bite of the burger, he gets up and he goes this isn't it. And he walks through the door, stops, and goes, wait, this is it. And yeah. goes back and finishes his burger. Yeah. That was a great Regis delivery. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else? Or should we move uh, on to... Let's move on to fashion. Make it fashion. I thought that everything was unremarkable. There's... I'm, I'm trying to find a picture of it. I can just get a little picture of the top of it here. Lily's dress with the little... I don't know what those are. They're like hmm. little flowers, but they're like in a row. Hmm. In rows, do you know what I'm talking they about? They look like large dots, but but they're okay. Yeah, and this this is like a low res image, um, but I guess that was okay. Um, but again, unremarkable, right? Yeah, no, I think the only thing that really stood stood out to me was let's just keep it all Regis Regis's workout gear with the little like uh, oh, yeah. fingerless gloves and the tight blue like lycra shirt or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Regis, MVP of this episode. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, under the umbrella? Um, uh, well, I'll tell you right now. Um, as Oh, did we? 
We might have left out something in the recap. Did we mention that Marshall took a job with Goliath National Bank? Yeah, I brought you it up. You did bring that up. Yeah. Okay. So I was just going to mention Goliath National Bank. It's not going away. It's going to be a major part of okay. the, the show. Okay. We, we've talked about them um, like acting as good friends. So, so often they're like, you know, joking and like giving each other a hard time. But the fact that Barney throughout the whole episode is like trying to talk up Goliath because he wants yeah. to ease them all into Marshall working there. So he's trying to be subtle and be a good friend. Yeah. Um, we talked about a little bit of uh, transphobia. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a taxi. Oh, a yeah. A few taxi scenes. No Ranjit, though. No Ranjit. Um, Barney obviously being like a corporate shill. Yeah. Um, uh, Did we get any catchphrases? I don't remember there being a wait for it or a have you met. No, I don't think we did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, should we move on to similarities then? Yes. Uh, well, I guess you mentioned it with Chandler, but like mysterious jobs. Barney also has mm-hmm. a mysterious jobs. So yes, I, I guess yes. it became a little more less mysterious, but it's still not. He doesn't work for Goliath National Bank. He works for the company that procured Goliath National Bank. Right. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, being bad friends. Ross is a bad friend to Phoebe, and they're all bad friends to Robin. Anyone could have given her a burger. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't know if this is a similarity, but um, we, in The Friends, we were talking about how um, how Monica, like, restricted her eating, and in this one, Robin's eating right. is restricted. Right, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, anything else, or should we play favorites? Um, let's play favorites. Okay. Three, two, one. Regis. How I meant How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good one. <laughs> yep. Uh, how oh, I Met Your Mother. Also sure. under the umbrella, was there a Guided by Voices song? Oh. they've used Guided by Voices I don't before. think they have before. You're more of a GBV person than I am. I am, but I so. think this song was GBV, but I don't know exactly which one it was. Maybe okay. you can check. Um, I'm sure there's a way I can check, but do you want me to do that now? No, it's okay. Okay. Um, do you want to catch up on our correspondence? I'd love to. All right, we'll sit back. We got, <gasps> we've gotten a lot. <gasps> so fun. Sometimes I think we throw out calls to action that we don't remember. Yeah. So John says his favorite color is royal blue. I do not remember asking anyone their favorite color. I kind of do. But John says his favorite color is royal blue. Royal blue. Um, blue. Oh, great. And now my mail app wants to be annoying. Okay, so... Uh, you know what? I'm going to save Jackson's because Jackson, we got a lot from Jackson. Okay. Jackson has really, uh, really stepped up. Yeah. I mean, he's always been one of our most vocal listeners, but he's got a lot to say this week. So okay. I'm going to move on to Alex. Um, Alex says, oh my gosh, there's so much. Okay. Finally caught up with the back catalog of your podcast back catalog of your podcast over the last few weeks. A great combination of discussing two of my favorite shows. Looking forward to the next episode. I love the how were we doing segment. You and me both, Alex. Uh, not something I've heard other recap podcasts do. He says, on the one with the lesbian wedding, heard some trivia on another podcast. Newt Gingrich's sister, Candace, played the minister at Carol and Susan's wedding. Um that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh 
He said, I feel you may be a bit harsh on the studio audience finding same-sex wedding a punchline in 1995. It was a novel concept for many back then and wasn't legal yet in any country in the world until the Netherlands until 2001. Yeah, so yeah, good, we. That's a good point. It is something I tried to be yeah. cognizant of, if not like imposing our 2022 values yeah. on. It's hard, yeah. but it's also so hard not to yeah. acknowledge when something it, like it clashes so much. Yeah. Um, so he says, uh, "Yeah, if I'd been told in 2004 when England legalized civil partnerships that in 2014 a conservative government would bring in same-sex marriage, I would have been shocked. Attitudes have changed much faster than I anticipated." So that's the first thing Alex says, and then he also good point, Alex. Um, he also says, "P.S. Very sorry to hear about uh, Tyler Smith's medical medical conditions yeah. and the resulting financial struggles." Uh, with the U.S. healthcare system, he's not in the U.S. That's why he says that. Yeah. Um, which brings me to my point that uh, my co-host on Battleship Pretension, Tyler Smith, is still uh, going through some very serious medical stuff. You can find out what's going on by going to caringbridge.org/visit/Tyler and Jennifer Smith. That's where you can get updates, and you can also get you can also get a link to the GoFundMe if you want to help them out. Like like Alex points out, it's there's a lot of financial struggles. So again, that again, that's caringbridge.org/visit. Slash Tyler and Jennifer Smith. Okay. Um, uh, we also someone I never. When I give out all the ways to contact us, you know, mm-hmm. one I don't give out is the Battleship Pretension Twitter. But that didn't stop someone from reaching out to us via the Battleship Pretension nice. Twitter. So I have to uh, find that again. Um, oh yeah, Emma. Uh, just was this was someone else's tweet, but uh, our listener Emma Emma sent it to us. Um, someone tweeted, "All this Elon Musk stuff, meaning him buying Twitter, uh, keeps making me think of when Monica's millionaire boyfriend wanted to become the ultimate fighting champion." Yes, yes. Um, Paige on Twitter says, uh, "There's no movie that is made." We were talking about like if if there's a movie, like w- with with Stella and Star Wars, you know. If there's a movie that is like a deal breaker oh, for them. Yes, yes. And she said, no movie, um, as long as they don't give her shit for watching the same movies over and over again, I wouldn't dare. Yeah. Uh, but he said, but she says, I need someone who shares the same taste in music because I want to share concert experiences. Totally. So I guess Paige is a big concert goer. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like, have you ever been with me to a concert for a band you didn't like? I can I can think of one, but you're gonna disagree that you don't like the band. So, so I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna say churches, yeah. which yeah. I love because you hate churches. And, like happily bought tickets when I it was literally on my birthday. Yeah, and I love them. I don't. I think because you make jokes about the band that I like much less than you. Um, Slipknot. No. Um, Vampire Weekend. Vampire Weekend. Yeah. Um, but I never said I hate them. In I fact, know, but I love we, to like blow things out of proportion. When we put on the record, I enjoy the songs. Yeah, yeah, I just like blowing things out of proportion. Um, it's fun. What about vice versa for me? Do you- Have I ever been with you to a concert have been I didn't like? I mean, I'm not. I no, dragged you to Bikini Kill. Well, I, I love Bikini Kill. I would say I also went to Slater Kinney with you, and I'm not. I like I like Slater Kinney. I don't like. Slater, I think Slater Kinney is like churches to you i like sluter kinney i don't love them Ugh, one of my faves and i'm but dragging, they put on a good show i'm dragging you to new pornographers next month um uh, you and i have seen new pornographers before yeah and we've seen nico k solo twice yeah 
No, I don't, I'm not dragging you. No, okay. I was a huge Nico Case head and a new pornographer fan before we even met. Yeah. Okay. Now time to get to the many, many tweets and emails of Jackson. All right. They're all about one topic, and that is mystery diners. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so Jackson says, finally started watching mystery diners. Oh, it's hilarious. Gosh. I just hope the main viewing audience was people like you all and not restaurant owners. Yeah. Um, he says, also speaking as a proud mustachioed man, whatever Charles Styles is rocking is pathetic. <laughs> um, he said Mystery Diners is straight up evil I am proud to work in the service industry And this is not how it operates Maybe in isolated circumstances But not en- enough for 11 seasons of a show Watching the first season A lot of that is legit in concept But after that, no um, uh, Okay, he says When Mystery Diners comes back Which isn't until the end of the of this the like last home stretch of this podcast uh, Please cover season 4, ep- episode 4 Employee of the Month Oh, we've seen that. That's well, we've familiar. we've seen all of them, but I'm trying to remember. I'm gonna look it up right now and see if we. Um, but I feel like we've seen it recently. Um, IMDb lists it season three episode season four episode three. Um, I don't know. Family owned Columbia, Columbo's Italian Steakhouse in Eagle Rock. Here yeah. in Los Angeles, okay. suffering from a lack of harmony among staff members, partly due to a cutthroat employee of the month competition. Okay, I don't remember that one. Okay, this but sounds familiar. We'll have to watch it. Definitely. Um, he says so fake and funny, which yeah. is exactly what we want. Yes. Um, oh, here, to take a break from Jackson, but stick with Mystery Diners. Uh, Steph, or well, uh, Steph and Jackson are like our two most yeah. involved listeners. Uh, Steph tweeted a cute uh, gif of me learning I have to wait a long time for more Mystery Diner talk. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) It's a dog who's making a face like, excuse me? Um, Didn't we say we would um, do it for money? So maybe there's a Patreon where we're doing nothing but Mystery Diners. Yeah. Um, Steph also says... um, that we're not enjoying him, uh, how I met your mother as much this time around because it's still too close. Mm-hmm. Friends is far enough in the past. I don't know. I'm still enjoying a lot of how I met your mother. Let's see. Jackson also says season two, episode one of mystery diners. The Mark is a college classmate of his. Uh, they did plays together and he starred in a short film that Jackson made. Hold on. We have to look at season, what season two, episode one is. Okay. Um, Oh, we, the tipping point. Uh, Mystery Dennis goes in to see what a waiter has up his sleeve. Okay, Jackson, here's your specific targeted call to action. When it, uh, a couple of years from now, when we get back to Mystery Diners, tweet us again, or Twitter probably won't exist by then. Uh, Elon Musk will have driven into the ground. Yeah. But reach out, out to us again and remind us of the two episodes you recommended so we can make sure we do them. I'm going to remember Employee of the Month. It's going to be years. Um... Mark my words. No, please don't. Yeah. I'm going to forget tomorrow. Um, Do you want me to vamp? uh, Okay, no. Here's one Jackson says. We still have more Jackson to go. He's clearly watching all the mystery diners on the binge, as you'll find out in a moment. But he says, the mystery diner stings get hilariously elaborate in the later seasons. And then... Mentions one of our favorite things. Who's Julio? No, that wasn't it. Oh. Same episode, though. Release the drone. Release the drone. Same yeah. episode, I think. Or and not then, same episode. 
No, it's not. I can't remember if the journalist. There's a like a a dog with a video camera on it. Yeah, yeah. But there's also yeah. Speaking of Julio, there's a whole episode where uh, the mystery diner's like PI is chasing someone across a vineyard, going, "Who's Julio?" It does get so out of hand. It gets yeah. Um, Jackson says, "I only signed up for the seven day trial of Discovery Plus, and by the end, I will probably have seen every episode of Mystery Diners." This makes me so happy. Um, I couldn't be more proud. And then Jackson also email us so i have to find out um so first the first thing he said so i'm getting out of order because i was reading those tweets which are more recent than the email okay the email says dear david and natalie or the subject line is mystery diners okay. she's jackson says dear david and natalie i am now really into this show fuck you <laughs> and then um oh then in the tw- in the email he also mentions uh his friend from college uh being on there um and he sends us um a clip we'll have to watch we can't do this on the podcast but a clip of the short film uh that the guy from mr denner's is is in um but he says it's weird knowing my old classmate was on this stupid show yeah so i think that's all of the i love catching up on our correspondence that was a heavy one very fun um and it wasn't all jackson but it was like half jackson yeah no complaints there I would pay to be an extra on Mystery Diners. Um, all right. Would you not? Uh, well, it's no, not no. on anymore. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. You know, I had a friend who was in a, a Kitchen Nightmares. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Also a great show. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce. It's called How Were We Doing? Um, which is one of our listeners' uh, favorite segments, apparently. Um, I've already forgotten his name, and I can't get back to that. Uh, hold on, now I have to... Where was that? Was that Alex? Yeah, I think that was Alex. All right, anyway, how were we doing is when we look at what was happening in the world in the days these episodes aired. So Friends Season 2, Episode 4, which was called The One with the Cat, aired on Thursday, October 2nd, 1997. On this day... One million men gathered for the Promise Keepers uh, event in Washington, D.C. Do you remember this? No. Promise Keepers? Oh, it's like a Christian men's okay. uh, group. I just think of like the Oath Keepers. Uh, it's not that bad, but it's also, it is creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I definitely had a friend whose dad was a Promise Keeper. What? what it's just a Christian men and they're like... Promising to... I can't remember now. Do you want me to look it up? Okay. So it's not like a stonemason type fraternal okay. organization? Promise Keepers. Evangelical Christian organization for men. Uh, describes its goal is to bring about revival through a global movement that calls men back to courageous, bold oh. leadership. Oh, because men have gotten away from courageous, bold yes. leadership. Oh, God. So this is like a men's rights group. I think it's probably proto-men's rights, yeah. We will be the spark that calls men back to God's word, sharing their faith and caring for the poor and oppressed people throughout the world. Well, that's good. Um, it's, but they oppose... That's like missionary shit. But they oppose same-sex marriage, um, and they champion chastity, marital fidelity, and the man being the head of the household. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they have uh, these big rallies. And I definitely... I had a friend whose dad was uh, a member... Um, also the second largest cash robbery in U.S. history occurred at a Charlotte, North Carolina, Wells Fargo. Hmm. All right. 
top five songs in the U.S. on October 2nd, 1997. Excuse me. At number five, the Backstreet Boys, quit playing games with my heart. Oh, I, I normally can't sing to begin with. I really can't sing when I'm sick. Uh, I can't sing either unless I'm doing karaoke. Yeah, we did karaoke on, uh, we did Halloween karaoke. Uh, maybe that's where I got my cold. I don't think it is because you didn't get sick. Um, number four, Leanne Rhymes. How do I live without you? And number three, Ushers, You Make Me Wanna. Uh, and number two, Mariah Carey's. We figured it out last week. Just like honey. Sorry, I yeah. can't sing at all, but yeah. honey. Uh, and at number one, Boys to Men's Four Seasons of Loneliness, the mysterious Boys to Men song that neither of us knows. Yeah. Season four, episode two of How I Met Your Mother, which again was called The Best Burger in New York, aired on Monday, September 29th, 2008. Look at what was happening in the world. This is in the middle of the financial crisis. It's like... Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, largest ever point drop in Dow Jones Industrial Average history at that point. Um... Yeah, what else? Uh, blah, blah, blah. The United States House of Representatives rejects a proposal to bail out the U.S. financial sector. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's Brazil's stock markets have the worst day. This was, this is all that was going on, except I feel like, I don't know about you, like, I was so young and broke that, like, it was all, like, happening on the news, but I don't feel like I really felt yeah, I didn't have any, like, assets. We didn't have any stocks <laughs> yeah. or anything. So I want to talk about what was happening in my life. Okay. Because we're only two months away from you and I meeting here. Wow. Um, I was... So in, in late August, August of 2008, um, broke off my ex-girlfriend. Or I'm not going to try and... She broke up with me. I'm not going to try and pretend. I'm <laughs> not going to try and be like one of those, it was a mutual thing. No, she broke up with me in August... I was able to find, so I moved out. I was able to find a place through like the same property management company that mm-hmm. had our apartment. I was able to find a place, my first place that uh, on on Van Ness Avenue. You know, mm-hmm. but I couldn't move into October first. So basically, for the entire month of September, I lived on the couch of our friend Frank. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I was doing at this time, September twenty in and late September two thousand eight. Yeah, living on my friend's couch in Los Feliz. Um, and but I had like, like I said, I'd only broken up with my ex-girlfriend the month, a month before. Mm-hmm. And I had had this like mission. I was like, I'm, cause I'd been in a four year relationship. I always been like a long-term relationship guy. I was like, I want to be single for at least a year, mm-hmm. not knowing mm-hmm. two months in my future, mm-hmm. you were waiting to put a damper on those plans. I wasn't waiting cause I was sowing my wild oats. You were committed to being a single gal too. Yeah. So we were. Ready to ruin each other's lives, yeah. ruin each other's plans at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what was happening in the world. The top five songs in the U.S. on that day. Um, oh, at number five, Taylor Swift's "Love Story." Mm. Um, this is obviously not Taylor's version because Taylor's version didn't really didn't exist yet. <laughs> it's right. more recent. Uh, and number four, uh, wait, I should probably sing "Love Story," but I can't remember how it goes. But I like that one. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, number four, Rihanna's "Disturbia." Uh, at number three, oof, I hate to bring him up, Kanye West, mm. uh, Love Lockdown. Mm. I mean, if things weren't... I mean, no one's denying that he's an incredible artist. And also, I was if things hadn't happened in recent months that have happened with Kanye yeah. West, I would use this opportunity to talk about how 808s and Heartbreak is 
probably still my favorite Kanye West album to this date. It was the one that like completely woke me up to his talents and and uh, Love Lockdown is one of my favorite Kanye songs, but I don't want to talk about that right now. Yeah. I want to talk about that. Uh, it's uh, his behavior has gone from like laughably outrageous or whatever to downright repugnant and dangerous and mm-hmm. disturbing and scary. Yeah. And there was a phase in the middle where you felt sad for him, or mm-hmm. at least I did. Yeah. And the struggles that with his mental health that he was going through. But I mean, it's gone completely. It's yeah, it's unacceptable. Yeah. yeah. Repugnant as you say. At number two, Pink's So What? And at number one, T.I.'s uh, You Can Do Whatever You Like. I feel bad singing T.I. because we don't like T.I. We don't like T.I. But I do like that song. Yeah. Um, whatever you like. All right. Um, I guess final segment of the show is called Challenge Accepted. This is where I try to, to predict what's going to happen next on both shows, armed only with the episode titles. Uh, I'm going to need you to vamp for multiple reasons. Oh. I cannot breathe anymore. <laughs> Butternut, <laughs> butternut mac and cheese, butternut mac and cheese bites, mini pumpkin spice samosas, stripey Joe. <laughs> stripey Joe? Yeah, it's a cheese. <laughs> pumpkin oat beverage, Arroyo Benito Estate coffee, apple <clears throat> cider donuts. Okay. I predicted the one with the cat. I was way off. Uh, we were both way off, though. I said, Rachel takes in a stray old tomcat, but Monica can't reconcile herself with the mess of man's second best friend. Mm. Uh, I was actually surprised that Monica let Phoebe have the cat in her apartment, but I guess she's being a good friend in a way that Ross couldn't. Yeah. So zero points there. You said for the best burger in New York... Robin goes on a date with some schmo who thinks he knows where to get the best burg in NYC. The gang aren't so sure. So we're still tied at zero on the season. Okay. Next week. <clears throat> Next week, season four, episode three of Friends is called The One with the Cuffs. The One with the Cuffs. But I also, I looked at the title. And Cuffs has an apostrophe at the beginning of it, right? Okay. I mean, I'm saying right, you don't know. But like, if you look at the title, the way it's written on IMDb, it says the one with the apostrophe cuffs, which means it's a in a brief. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm guessing it's not about pant cuffs. It's weird that you would go to pant cuffs. Wait, if you just hear the word cuff, what do you think of? I think of handcuffs. Oh, handcuffs. Okay. That's I what it that's is. That's what most people think. Okay. I was thinking about the cuff of a pant or cuz I was going to cuz my think my thought was like maybe it means cuff links, but then why would the apostrophe be at the beginning? Yeah. It's so you just that, gave it away to me that it's handcuffs. I mean, but I think it's obvious that when someone says cuffs, it's not referring to cuff links. But if you're referring to handcuffs, you say handcuffs. Or if you're referring to the 1990s crime comedy yes, starring cuffs. Christian Slater, you say cuffs. But, but that's the case. You don't say, like, get these handcuffs. Like, if you said, like, I don't want to be in cuffs or, like, don't put guess, me in cuffs. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're saying the context. But on its own, if I see the word cuff, I think of the cuff of a pant. Huh. <clears throat> That's interesting. Okay, so you gave it away for me that it's handcuffs. But you have to be more specific. Because um, I was going to say... Also, you're going to make fun of me even more. You know where else my mind went before handcuffs? Hmm. Fisticuffs. <laughs> you are so old-timey in yeah. your thought process. Yeah. <laughs> um... Cufflinks and fisticuffs is where your mind goes. Yeah, because I'm an old man. You're an old Fred Mertz. Yeah. Okay, so the one with the cuffs is handcuffs. Um. Oh, okay. I was going to say Joey gets handcuffed. It's definitely funnier if one of the men gets handcuffed. Handcuffed. But I'm going to say... Um. Okay. Now it's... Uh, Rachel's turn to revel in uh, Ross's embarrassment when a date leaves him handcuffed to the bed and Rachel refuses to Lend a hand. Okay. So that's my prediction, is that somehow Ross, like when George got handcuffed to a bed and the mm-hmm. uh, sex worker stole mm-hmm. his money, something like that is going to happen to Ross, and Rachel's going to have the ability to help him out of this embarrassing situation, but is going to refuse to help him. He's going to stand by sipping her Coke the way that Ross did while she embarrassed herself on the phone with, with Chipper. Okay. Okay? Okay. So that's my prediction for season four, episode three of Friends. Season four, episode three of How I Met Your Mother bears the title I Heart NJ. Mm. I Heart NJ. Okay, so it's I Heart New Jersey, right? Right, right. Um, okay, there's going to be a major conflict because... Someone in the gang is going to... There's going to be a scare that they're going to move to New Jersey. Okay. And it maybe... Maybe it's Robin or Marshall. Because Marshall's working for Goliath, so I don't think he would get a new job elsewhere. Mm Um. So maybe Robin gets a new job at a new news station in New Jersey. Okay. Robin weighs accepting a new gig in the Garden State and the gang fret, not feet, fret about losing their pal to the bridge and tunnel crowd. Good one. All right? Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, maybe our longest episode ever. Yeah. Um, we, we said we were going to keep it short. because I know, sick. because I'm sick, and yeah. now I'm actually very hungry. Um, so uh, I wasn't hungry when we started. Now i got to eat some dinner. Um, what do we normally say here? Uh, you can find... 
posts for you can find the episode you can find the podcast wherever you find the podcast yeah. you can find posts for every episode at battleshippretension.com you can almost uh, almost I, i'm so sick don't, don't also, pay attention to me you, you can, can also, also uh email us at the one where i met your mother at gmail.com like alex and and jackson both did and and john uh royal blue royal blue john um you can tweet at me at davy pretension that's how most people seem to to, to get a hold of us. And you can leave a comment at battleshippretension.com. Now, um, now when people have their thoughts of our call, calls to action, where do you want them to track you down on the internet? Well, I don't. But everyone's doing a really good job with their assignments, calls to action. Yeah, except um, for one. They're not writing and reviewing. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I just actually, I opened the, uh, the uh, podcast app and I just gave us five stars. Oh. It's you know, easy so as that. It's easy as that. Um, but also, the reviews help. So definitely, um, call to action, first of all, favorite cereal and your underpants radius. Yeah. Um, and then any of the um, prior calls to action, we're always accepting of those. So we thank you all for letting us know. But yeah, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mothers. Um, we love to hear it. Yeah. Until next time, see you at Dot Spot. I don't remember what that was. It's um, where Chip took Monica. <laughs> 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 <laughs>